You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash Zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash Zabe. Winning season has officially returned. And with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a season better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. It's millennials. They don't care about getting stuff right. You've given up on them, haven't you? Well, yeah. Well, why? (laughs) Of course. Why wouldn't I? I Shoot him also. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, look at you. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger. Those who attempt to poison and destroy my brother. Does he look like a bitch? What? Go on. I gotta say, Jay, thank you. Right out of the gate tonight. Thank you. Oh, this ought to be good. Thank you for being my easiest day of the week. I literally have a warm, comfortable feeling knowing you're coming out that bullpen door ready to throw fucking gas. Like Timmy Trumpet? Yeah, like Timmy Trumpet, like Edwin Diaz. I'm glad you say that because I have a new segment for you and I. Okay, what's that? Now, now this one's going to take a lot of work. All right, careful, post coming. Hold on, here we go. I know. All right, we'll figure it out here in just a second. Jay is in the house. Do you think guys are entering their bedrooms ready to make sweet, sweet love to their lo- their wives with Timmy Trumpet? Not. Oh, yeah, okay. Going in the background. <laughs> Wouldn't that be... I mean, somebody's got to film that. Somebody has to do that, right? All right, so you say you've got a new yes. segment. All right, I'm all ears. Okay. Jay, by the way, is the executive producer and creator of such hit segments as I'm So Done With. Yes, and oh, there was like Facts versus Volume. I don't like it. I don't like it. That's the other one, yeah. (laughs) 
I don't know. You might have come up with a couple others as well. So did you oh come my, up with this? Might be a dumb question. That might this might be a dumb question with mine too. Okay. The one I always wanted to do and we never could do. Not good for our people. <laughs> that we could never do it. Uh, we could been. do it on a podcast, I imagine. Yeah. But it would have That's to be. True. You know, if 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 you're going to talk about your people, you'd be the one saying why this person is not good for your people. Right, right. Just as Andy or Solly or Scott would have to say the same about one of their people. Right. Like I'd say, like, I don't want to get too far from the, but like I'd say Kanye West, not good for our people. Oh, boy. Not yeah. a not a easy fan, huh? Not an easy fan. Because but why? At what point did you jump off? Okay, but at some point you're like, yeah, Kanye. He just no, he's just he's just slowly gone down the hill. He's a jackass. But wait a minute. So don't you're gonna get me off track. Okay. Because I I was thinking about this all day. So yesterday I was watching, have you ever seen the documentary? I know you haven't, because you've seen like seven things. Shut the so- fuck up. I've seen enough. <laughs> and I'm trying to see more. <laughs> I have so holes a, in my resume, like everyone does. I, Go on. I know. So there's a documentary about Robert Evans. And you go, who is Robert Evans? Robert Evans was the producer on The Godfather 1 and 2, Love Story. And he's got a great documentary called The Kid Stays in the Picture. Ooh. Now, Robert Evans, at one time in, like, I want to say 82, got caught up in a cocaine sting. And he was facing, like, serious jail time wow but the but the judge in her infinite wisdom said robert you have to produce i want to say like 40 hours of tv dedicated to anti-drugs now you go i don't remember seeing this but you did see this do you remember in 1982 when they nbc had this whole week called get high on yourself america do you remember this i I do not get high on on yourself, America. David, go to your YouTube. Okay. Go on there in, right now. Get high on yourself. All right. And you'll see, this segment will come from this, but. All right. Go on to YouTube now. 1981 music clip from All Star TV special with Carol Burnett, Bob Hope, Paul Newman. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Get high on yourself. Whoever greenlit this was high on all kinds of drugs. Real drugs. They don't have the song you gotta have. There's a song. There it is. Gilda Radner's in there. Holy shit, there's Paul Newman, the great Paul Newman. Dr. J. Muhammad Ali. Kathy Lee Crosby. (laughs) Cheryl Teagues. Henry Winkler. Uh, Young Drew Barrymore, maybe. Christy McNichol. Bob Hope. Bob fucking Hope. Willie Stargell. Oh my God, kill it. Kill it with fire, please, for God's sakes. Murder this thing, bury it, throw it off a bridge. Take the sound down. Okay. I mean, they they are into this. This 
makes the Super Bowl shuffle by the Bears look like it's high art. Being yourself. Yeah, we got it. Okay. Carol Burnett. Some some sweet Afro brother, I don't know. Just by acting yourself. Oh, I think I see the former Bruce Jenner. Yes, I do. Yes, you do see Bruce uh, Jenner. John Davidson of reality <laughs> TV fame. Making up your own mind. Doing things your own way. Setting up your own style. Being yourself. Being yourself. Uh, okay, I, 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 okay, I got it. When is this fucking thing going to end exactly? Oh, thank God. It. Thank God. Okay. Here's a segment. Here's oh, a segment. thank God. The, the the segment is Stephen J. Explain the 80s. Shit like this. People go, this didn't happen. And we go, yeah, yeah, it did. So, and it's stuff like this. Like we, But see, it would have to be video. We'd have to get with your guy. I'd have to be watching it. Like, could, any, could we explain the Michael Jackson on the Motown special and how a four-minute dance literally changed like the whole world. Michael Jackson became the biggest fucking artist in the entire world in 40 minutes on a Thursday night. Stuff like that. I know that. Okay. I like the concept. I think I've got the working hook or the audio clip to make it really sizzle. You ready? Mm Mm-hmm. To borrow from the great Talladega Nights, when Cal Naughton said, that just happened. That was real. Remember when he said that? He was like, boom. Does that blow your mind? That just happened. So in other words, the segment is, that really happened. Things that you wouldn't believe actually happened back but in the day. To, but it's got to be the, okay. But it, All right, maybe, I, maybe I'm reaching here. Maybe I'm reaching. But I mean, it's got to stay in the 80s because there's a lot of shit. When I saw that, I was like, I kind of remember this. And Muhammad Ali... Like the people in this were the fucking biggest stars in well was in, in all yeah. of, no, in Cheryl all Teague. of pop culture. Cheryl Tiggs right. had several yeah. of the other uh, uh, several they, of the stars from Dallas who are, whose names escape me at the moment. I mean, fucking Muhammad Ali, Doctor J, Principal. That's who you. Yeah, thinking. fuck yes. Hey. And I was like trying to go who from today would be comparable, and I just couldn't. And I was like, there's so many things in the '80s that you go that happened, and they go, no, it didn't. That was real. That was real. That actually happened. That's the thing. Okay. Since you say I don't watch anything, we're going to play a little game of uh, tennis here, okay? Hit the ball back and forth, all right? You say, okay, you never see anything, all right? Did you ever see the movie Flash of Genius, the real story of the guy who invented intermittent wiper blades? Greg Kinnear, yes. Ah, fuck! All right. Did you ever see the movie about Ray Ray Kroc with Michael Keaton? The founder, yes. God fucking damn it. All right. You're hitting him past me. It's 40 love right. right now. I'm Tiafo, literally. You are you are Tiafo right now. Hey, is it just me or do I not know any of the top tennis players in the world right oh, now? Oh, it's me too because I watched all last week because our buddy Mark would text me and go, yeah, you need to watch this match. You need to watch this match. And so, yeah, he got me watching like the ladies and the men, and even a doubles match, yeah. So I I begged Sterno to do his version of Johnny the Loch Ness Monster uh, gambling tout on my show, and he said, man, I'd love to, but I can't. I'm doing this stuff at the Open, and it's just, 
it's sucking the life out of me and I still have to do Kornheiser's podcast in the morning and I go, what open? He's like, the U.S. Open. I go, what are you doing? <laughs> and he said, I host a tennis podcast after the matches are over and I go, get the fuck out of here. Good for you, by the way. But I had no idea that Sterno was a tennis head. You know who his co-partner, his, his sidekick is, right? No. No, you don't. Scott Jackson. Really? Yes. And the two of them talk tennis for the, what, the USTA puts this podcast out? Yeah. Oh, my God. That's can see <laughs> Jackson. And they got to fake it. They got to <laughs> fake it like they care or know about tennis. Okay. All right. That's a, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have to uh, pay off the payoff pitch from last week, which was what is the quintessential, the lodestone, as we called it, black American movie. And I had a listener, my good friend Mike in Madison, Ohio, suggest Boys in the Hood, and I sent you his email, and you said, nah, I need to think about it. Uh, I'm going to say Mike was correct. That's, that's the one movie that I could think of that I was like, because I didn't want to, well. He said it had all the certain elements, you know. Yeah, it's, it's that one and A Raisin in the Sun. Those are the two movies that I said, if I would show an alien on what it'd be this. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, so Mike from Wisconsin, you are correct. Uh, he's actually in Ohio. He's oh, a, Mike from Ohio. He, There's a Mike in Wisconsin somewhere. Oh yeah, we get there. We, we got mics <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. So so it was it was either that or Raisin in the Sun. Yeah. You have, you've never you've never heard of Raisin in the Sun, have you? I have not. Quick, it's a, it's about a, a family in excuse me in Chicago. The father dies. The mother is then left with a with a huge insurance insurance endowment. The son, played by Sidney Poitier, Sidney Poitier, the, wife, the great Sidney Poitier. Poitier. Yes, one of my another one of my uh, to serve with love. Another great movie. But anyway, Sidney Poitier is a is a limo driver whose dreams becoming bigger. So he keeps begging his mother to let him take some of that money and invest in a. Uh, alcohol or liquor store um the mom wants to buy a house in a neighborhood that is far from where they are in the projects um, i'll fast forward they want to buy the house but a neighborhood uh, association liaison who's white comes in and tries to discourage them from buying the house in the suburbs oh boy Sydney 48 takes the money anyway tries to buy a liquor store his best friend robs him and leaves town but they have enough money to put a down payment on the house and they do, but it's a great fucking movie. Sydney Poitier is awesome in it. Okay. There you go. All right, there you go. Uh, my good friend, uh, not good friend, but my friend, my listener, my loyal listener, Eric Pachera, down in, I believe, San Antonio, uh, who is of Hispanic heritage. I don't know exactly what, but he said, Zabe, dude, made in Manhattan. That's your movie, your lodestone for Hispanic <laughs> life in America. I said, all right, all right. It was the what, first what, thing. What, it was the first thing that came to mind. He said, if any J Lo movie would be quintessential Mexican, it would have to be the movie about Selena. I have never seen that movie. Yeah, and he says for Mexican life in Los Angeles hoods, I'd say it would be Blood in, Blood out. I've seen that movie. Yes. Not American Me, even though it's a prison movie. Ah, okay. A lot of raping. 
We don't like that. La, la, and that's rape rape, not just, yes. you know. Yes, that's jail rape. That's the the yeah. hardcore rape. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay, so tonight, which will be Thursday when people listen to this podcast, the great streaming experiment in the NFL and sports begins. Amazon Prime takes over Thursday night football. And I can just say, in all succinctness, bleh, I don't like it. I'm with you. Who's it's Herb Street and who? Al Michaels. I like Al Michaels, but I don't think I'm going to watch. I think I'll be watching baseball. Well, if you're going to watch, you have to make an effort to watch more than just flipping it on. And that's part of where I have a problem. Do I know how to stream content? Yes, I do. But it's an extra little sticky step. In other words, if I go down to the five-hour energy dome, I have to fire up on the main screen my Apple TV. I have to then toggle the HDMI input over to the correct thing. I then have to go down to Amazon Prime. I have to make sure it's logged in. Chances are it's not. The logging in is very tedious on a TV remote. I think you'd agree, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Who knows if I got the right password or not because it gets changed all the time. There's me and my wife and my daughters that you know use Amazon. And then I go and I log on to Amazon and I punch in and I go ahead and pop the game on. And you might say, oh, the horror, Zabe. That's not the point of it. The point of it is that's a lot fucking harder than me going, bloop, game is on. Bloop, red zone. Bloop, game is on. That's all I want to do. I know where it is. And it feels like, here's the thing that's weird, the psychology of it. It feels like if it's on NFL Network even or ESPN, or Fox, feels like other people are watching it with me. There's something about, I want to know and I want to feel like other people are watching this goddamn game with me. I feel like if I log on and I punch into the game on Amazon Prime, it's just going to be like me watching the game. Even though I'll be able to text my friends and they'll be watching the game as well. Of course, who knows the delay? Like, if there's a 40-second difference in delay between you and your friends, and it's a game you're really keyed in on, that could fuck you up as the game comes down to the end of it and all of a sudden your phone goes, ba-ling, 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 it blows up. You're like, shit, what just happened? You could be correct on that. Yeah. So, and then, you know, for me, I don't have the most robust Wi-Fi. And it does sometimes hitch and glitch and go out. And the router has to be unplugged and plugged back in, Right. And at times, if, say, my wife is working her way through Madam Secretary for the fifth time, <laughs> which she readily admits, I know, it's a comfort food for me. And I said, baby, whatever you like, you go for it. Uh, if she's, you know, doing that and my Tay daughter. Huh, I don't like that. She's, she's, when she did that show, she was pretty clean and on point. I liked the look. I was a fan of it. Uh, If my daughter's on YouTube, she could be sucking up bandwidth. Who knows what the clarity is going to be on my big screen because I don't have the best internet. And then to make it one step further of a pain in the ass, I'm playing golf today, Thursday, as you hear this. And after golf with my boy One Account Roads, we're planning on going somewhere to watch the game. And he texts me today going, do you think Avery's Crab Shack will have the game or not? And I go, dude, I have no idea. Do they have internet-enabled TVs? 
Do they have a bartender that knows how to work a Roku stick? Are they going to be one of the bars that is allowed to broadcast the game? Because like that's they cut a separate deal, Jay, to let certain bars put it on yeah, well, regular we TV. As Americans, we're supposed to be able to watch sports whenever the hell we want to. Yes. We shouldn't have to go seek something out. So this, I hope this fails miserably. Yeah, we're, we're supposed to get what we want, when we want it, and a lot of it. Ding, ding, ding. So anyway, yeah, we'll yeah. see how it goes. And maybe I'm being too much of a baby. Uh, maybe those of you no, out there that stream, maybe those of you that stream already are like, oh, for God's sake, hey, boomer, move on, boomer. <laughs> it's not that hard, you old man. Fine. We'll see how it goes. That said, uh, on Thursday night, you're going to see the lovely and talented and fellow gaucho Carissa Thompson serve as the opening face and host or hostess with the mostest to the broadcast. And you will not see the equally lovely and equally, if not superior, talented Kay Adams, formerly of Good Morning Football, doing that job. Did you read or hear, Jay, about her interview with, I believe, Ryan Glassbeagle of the New York Post about what happened this offseason when everyone assumed she was going to Amazon for big-time money? No, I didn't hear this. Do you know where Kay Adams is right now? We talked about that. She's on some... Fakakta um, network. Yeah, we played we played a little clip of her, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. Where she's probably making a lot of money, but nobody knows where she, where she is. Okay. And when we talked about that, I didn't read you her quotes about why she ended up there. No. You sure? No. Okay. So in this article, she said, "Yeah, I was just you know I I wanted a new challenge. I wanted to see what was out there. I didn't really have anything lined up." And I really, really, really wanted the job on Thursday night, but I didn't get it. Meanwhile, I'm still trying to work some things out with NFL Network. I love those guys. I'd like to do something with them if we could work it out. But for now, I'm happy, she says, unconvincingly, on this new FanDuel channel, doing gambling-oriented and fantasy-oriented stuff. And I was just like, your fucking agent should be fired unless this is really what you wanted. It seems to me that either she fucked this up by not knowing what she wanted or how she was going to get it or her agent fucked it up or maybe she was just asking for an insane amount of money. Is that possible? Oh, of course it was. Okay. Well, people always overestimate their worth. I know. She might have pulled a... uh, uh, not Kari Champion, but uh, Maria Taylor. Maria Taylor overshot things. Remember when uh, Max Kellerman was on? Oh, boy, he was on around the horn. Yes, and he decided I'm the franchise, and he marched into the suits offices at ESPN. He's like, "You need to fucking pay me triple." <laughs> They're like, "Get out!" And they took Stat Boy Tony Reale from you know. Uh, uh, from PTI and said, you can do this job here. Here's ask these questions, these weathered and grizzled old sports writers. Wait a minute. What about Trent Dilfer uh, thinking he had sway and asking, well, why can't I have a jet? Oh, and that's they were like, right. And they were like, you know what, Trent? Thank you. Thank you for showing up. Right. We have other mediocre quarterbacks who can t- In fact, oh, Dan Orlovsky, the guy who <laughs> ran out of the back of the end zone. You know what? He's got good hair. He can explain quarterbacking stuff. Come on in. 
Come on exactly. in. We got a job for you. <laughs> exactly. And if Orlovsky gets out of line, they'll get some. They already have Robert Griffin III waiting in the wings. He's good. I told you he's good. It's funny how he's, that is. He's actually really good, in fact. I'm, I can't <laughs> hate him. He's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Is he good in terms of giving you stuff you didn't already know, or is he just slick enough? On TV, he's he's, he's slick. Okay. okay, he is slick, but I don't find myself wanting to to run headfirst into the television. So when he's on there, so is it weird of me to think more than I should about other media members, some of whom I don't even know, fucking up their career path, like Kay Adams did? Well, you haven't fucked yours uh, up, so I you have. Uh, uh, I will see. You know. <laughs> Do you want me to stop talking? I'm just saying, you, you, you don't don't ask me the things I wish I had done along the way, or the things that I now think. You know what? If I'd only been this way, ah, but it's it's no big deal. My career's been great. I'm very blessed. Knock on wood. Well, you, well, you, you should have kept on doing overnights on ESPN Radio, hoping to break into the starting five. Is that one? No, I should. Well, first of all, when Len Weiner the PD at ESPN radio back when they had no studio, they had literally a closet. They converted into a radio studio. That's how little ESPN gave a shit about radio back then. Who was the PD back then? Is Len Weiner was his name. Longtime radio guy, Len Weiner. Okay. And, um, it was 1999, 99. Yeah. It was about ni- 1999. And I've been doing overnight weekends and one of the execs up there heard me, and they're like, this guy's pretty good. We should you know, see if we can get him on board here. And Len Weiner, without putting any numbers or a contract in front of my face, said, we, wanna, we want you here full-time in a, in a bigger capacity. And I was like, I don't know, Connecticut. It's, you know, you know I just t- my wife and I just had a baby. We're from D.C. I've got some other stuff going on at the local station in DC. I said, I, I just don't know about that. And Len Weiner was like, I'm stunned. I can't, you know, this is ESPN. I, I thought you would jump at this. And I said, yeah, well, you, I you thought, you thought wrong. Lenny. <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, well, I, I'd have to think about it. Uh, and, and at that point it, he's like, all right, well, I, I really wouldn't think about it too much because you know, not a lot of people get this opportunity. And I said, okay. And that was like the Look last we you. talked about it. Yeah. And then I decided I, I did not want to live in fucking Connecticut. It's dark. It's full of trees. It's weird. It's expensive. And I had nobody up there. I was like, I am not fucking doing this. Not with a, a newborn kid. When my parents are in the D.C. area. And I, all I was doing in D.C. at the time was the like the Wizards postgame show and updates on 980. I... I am one of the seven people who remember you doing updates. I do. Yes, I actually do. But you know what? I should have said, fucking A, let's do this. And I should have gotten in, and I should have drank as much Kool-Aid as I could have stomached at the four-letter. <laughs> and I, I should have just seen where it would have gone. I don't think it would have gone that far, though, because I told you about the time I got chided for my Nick Bakai-style tail of the tape. What limit they what? Oh yeah. So Nick Bakai, you remember him? Yes. Very funny TV writer. Yes. And he had a tale of the tape segment where he would compare two things in sports and do a sort of a 
audio check mark, almost like Jimmy the Greek. He'd be like, tail the tape, advantage, so-and-so, right? And a lot of times it'd be advantage, push, right? Yes. So <laughs> I did a tail of the tape World Series edition between the Braves and the Yankees. And I said, uh, uh, Joe Torre beat cancer. Bobby Cox beat his wife. Advantage, <laughs> Tory. That's funny. Well, as soon <laughs> as the shift was over, he brings me in and he goes, yeah, we don't do that here. That's just something that's not going to be good for, you know, you just got to stay away from that. I go, but it's a fact. He did, in fact, get arrested for domestic violence. Yeah, but I don't want anyone making fun of it. And I go, I'm not making fun of it. I said it was an actual, like, hey, it's better to beat cancer than your wife. And we're moving on. Oh. I felt like I felt like that SNL bit with Ray Romano where it's like, well, you say booyah. No, no, you just stick to sports, man. <laughs> when when Tim Meadows played the fake and late and may he rest in peace, Stuart Scott. Remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. But that was the one with S- Sassy Molassi. Sweet Sassy Molassi, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. And and uh and basically he was uh, he was like, You just calm down over there. He's like, Well, you say booyah. I felt like saying to Len Weiner, well, Nick Bakai invented this. Like, why can't I do this? But it was at that point, Jay, that I realized ESPN was all about the big four letters, not so much the individual talent on the radio. And I had aspirations and dreams of being the product, the talent, you know, to be a a genuine radio guy, a talker, a personality that is my own brand and ecosystem, you know, like... Howard Stern or Don Geronimo and Mike O'Meara or anyone else who's a great radio personality. I was like, well, if they're not going to let me be me up here, fuck it. So that was that. Little did you know Mm. that only in eight years they would totally change everything they did. Yeah, but they only let certain guys really be themselves. Like for some reason... They let Cowherd be Cowherd. Cowherd survived some things he probably should not have. Right? Remember I when he went remember. hard? He went hard in on John Wall doing the Dougie. Yes. On his yeah, first game as a wizard and implying yes. that it showed a lack is, of leadership this is why he'll never or win. maturity. This is why he'll never win. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Uh he there was something about Hispanic ball players that also Yes, him they're, sideways. They're, they're a little hot-headed. They like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, but, something like that. But yes. he was kind of like the only guy. Everyone else, they made, you know, really march in stride. And now they just repurpose TV people. They don't even give a shit, you know? Put anybody or, on. Or high, extremely hot blondes. That's true as well. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Now, uh, the other person I thought about in terms of sports media career is my friend Chris Cooley, who for all rights is, I think, happy and retired and living in Montana with his wife and his two beautiful kids and living off his sweet, sweet tight end money. (laughs) But I will never forget, never forget when he started doing, he filled in a couple weeks when the skins were on a bye week on network games. He was the lowest rung team on, I believe, CBS, and he did some awful Browns-Jaguars game. But people liked him. And he said the execs at CBS liked him. And they asked if he wanted to do more games next year, and he said he was a little bit torn because obviously he wanted to keep doing Redskin games. And he obviously was, at the time, close with Snyder. I remember at the time saying, Cooley, I know you're not asking me for advice, but I'm going to give it anyway. If I were you, I would pursue that TV gig with everything you got. And if Snyder says you can't do that and still do us, then you got to bite hard and and go chase it. I said, you're good on TV. You could be on for the next 12 years making TV money. He could have been Tony Romo Light. He could have been. And so the only reason I think of him this past week as I'm reading the TV announcing pairs for the week Adam fucking Archuleta (laughs) is still an analyst on network TV for the NFL. A complete zilch of a player and nondescript. And I'm thinking that could be Cooley. That Cooley would be way better than him. The fuck? I I remember hearing Cooley on preseason games and going, he, did, he he didn't suck on the radio. No. That's the best I can give you. He didn't suck. Now, maybe he is perfectly happy. Maybe he was, you know, if he if I got him with some true serum or some Johnny Walker black in him, he would say, look, they didn't really like me that much, and it was probably going nowhere. But I do know this. Snyder eventually threw him away as a friend and tried to fuck him on his contract when they sold the radio station out from underneath us. That, my friends, was as predictable as the plot line of your average Threes Company episode. Now, now you have one. Now, now I have one. Do you remember there was a guy, and, and this is going to shock a lot of people. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hate everybody who worked at the state. <laughs> I and didn't now, hate I, everybody, I, he yeah, says. Yeah, I, I, loved, I loved Scott Lynn. I loved Scott Jackson. I loved, uh, well, of course, you. I loved Mark Stern. And... There was a guy who worked with us. You may not even remember him, I, but I do be, because he was one of the nicest MFs ever. Chris Harry. Does that name ring a bell? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember Chris Harry. Nice guy. Do you know what the fuck Chris Harry's doing now? Something very impressive, I bet. Chris Harry is a sports anchor in like the biggest station in San Diego. Wow. And I'm like, how the fuck? And he was so quiet and nice and good. 
And I'm like, God, I'm jealous about him. Yeah, he is a fucking news anchor in San Diego. Yeah, that's great. I didn't like, I mean, it's shit like that, you know, that you, I'm happy for people like him. There are other people who I could Not so much. Names. I would love to name names. Well, here, here's, <laughs> here's one for you. So back in the 90s, I want to say, CNN Headline News had a sports guy who made a name for himself with his unique tonal quality and his style of delivery. His name was Van Earl Wright. I remember Van the show after us. I remember him well. So when Van Earl Wright was no longer able to get a TV job or hold a TV job, or CNN just decided to sort of pare down the sports division, lo and behold, Fox Sports Radio said, we'll hire him. So they put him on in the mornings with Andrew Siciliano, now on the red zone, and very talented, very driven, very focused. Andrew is one of the best. Still one of my good buddies. Right. And um, I remember hearing that early on, a couple months in, it's like, this is not going well. I'm like, what's the problem? He's like, well, Van Earl says he doesn't want to waste his Sundays, quote unquote, watching football. Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> They said they even bought the Sunday they, ticket for they him. Bought, they bought him a, like a big screen TV. <laughs> they tried to cajole him. Like, come on, you got to watch some of this. He apparently was drinking Can, real heavily. And then the coup de grace, Jacksonville I, I it, Super Bowl. I know what it is. Yes, you were yes. there with me, Jay. I was there, yes. You were there with me, and we show up to do our shift, the early morning shift. And next thing you know, we're getting a call. Could you go a little bit later this morning? Could you go another like 30 minutes? And we're like, why? They're like, we had a hard time locating Van Earl Wright and Andrew because apparently and, they were hung oh, over. And Crystal Fernandez. I was going to say. Lovely Crystal Fernandez. Fernandez. Yes. And, and, and we just woke them up and they're getting here to this radio row as quick as they can. The Monday after the Super Bowl, I was like, you've got to be shitting me. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, he was he was soon out of that job, and I think he's out of media now. I'm maybe not, but it was just such a callous pissing away of. Do you know how many people would kill for that job that you have right now? That you're saying I don't want to spend Sundays watching football. The Can fuck we, is wrong okay. with you? God, I'm going to get killed for this. Okay, you're not gonna too late to say no. I'm going to get, no, I'm going to say it. Okay. I'm going to get killed, but I'm just telling you what I think. Oh, boy. Okay, just go out the door. Sorry. (laughs) What? No, I was sitting here, and the future activist's control just goes out the door. And and the the alarm goes off. I was like, okay, just go ahead. Luckily, (laughs) if if you unleash a real dirty bomb here, I can always edit it out. All right, let's hear it. So, can we, but who, who hired him? And we gotta we gotta think judgment. Also, they tried to name the show the first team on Fox, the West Coast edition. I mean, can can we be honest, Damon? Can we be honest just once? This was Andrew Andrew Ashwood, the late Andrew Ashwood, who passed away. Due who fired to... me? And I'm not saying that because he fired me, but there was a lot of stuff that was like, I don't get this. Yeah, I don't know how this goes, but. Why would you hire Van Earl Wright? What in the what in your lexicon would let you go? This just you know what the the best decision that well he didn't make there were two decisions that were made that was shitty. 
They didn't move George. George Sedano, who's, I don't know, doing a lot of shit for ESPN now. They kept him on nights. And the guy they hired after Van Allwright, David, David. David, uh, oh, yes. Oh, he, 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 he did a show that was uh, all about positivity. But he, but in when sports. he was on, when he was in David, David, David Stein, David Stein, David Stein, yeah. When he was in that position, he was fucking good. Him and Andrew were good, and it seems like okay Fox when he always, was when he was with Andrew though. But that, yes, here's the thing: yes, when he finally got moved to like overnights, he was he had, doing a show celebrating life. Okay, that sucks. Celebration of life in sports. And it was like, he would make callers start by saying, tell us something positive going on in your life right now. Yes. Because I guess, I guess he had some sort, I guess he had some sort of religious conversion or epiphanal moment and he wanted to spread this goodness and life uh, and light throughout the medium. And, And I'll say this, he was plowing a road on sports radio that nobody traveled nobody on. Nobody had ever gone. Nobody traveled on. <laughs> so at least remember. there was that, but it was also a product nobody wanted. That's true. I, but I, I just remember him, be, and I was like, why did they hire this guy? Like, why did they hire? Okay, again. Okay, well, hold on a second. Why hired hold- James Washington? J-Dub! <laughs> Get on, J-Dub! Why? Why did they hire Brian Cox? It just didn't make the, 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 and, and, you know, I'm, I'm all about let's hire a lot of black, but you're hiring the wrong black people. You don't have to hire every ex black athlete to be no. I never understood that. I never understood that. I know. Um, well, Andrew technically hired, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, Van Earl Wright. But you don't know if the pressure came down from above. You don't know if another suit above Andrew said, look, so I hire Ben. Hire this guy okay. because I, I I play golf with his agent, and That's, he needs okay. a job. Like you just don't know, right? But after day one, I would have been. And this is not going to work. Uh yeah, yeah. Speaking of hiring, you know, black guys who are not ex athletes who are funny and talented. Have you been following this guy, uh, Coach Thirty, on Twitter? No, I have not. Let's look to see. Oh, by the way, I sent you a. Twitter, uh, I sent you a video that I want to do for my fuck you, uh, fuck you guy. Fuck that or guy? My, fuck that guy, yes. Okay. Jesus. Coach 30. Uh, let, let me get his, uh, hold on. It's uh, I'm looking. Mr. Mr. Go 30, okay? Mr. Go 30? Yeah, Mr. Go 30. I'm going to play you a snippet here. Mr. Go 30. And basically, he does these fake coach film sessions on bad plays in football, in college and pro, and they are fucking scathingly oh, I, I hilarious. See, I, 36, I right? Ball snaps. Right, right away, we got a guy just getting ran through like a stimulus check, right? <laughs> Defender pokes it out like Meg the Stallion, and then take a look at Charles, right? Hey, I should just fall on it, right? But where's the fun in that? It's always been my dream to carry the ball, right? But the moment's just way too big. I piss down my leg, get stripped like a chicken breast, right? <laughs> Guys, and right here, we just got to be disciplined, right? They're trying to fool us. They're just leaking out their tight end by design. Just like Kim Kardashian, right? Because we won in the end, but a lot of this film is trash. All right, this is on the kickoff, right? Take a look at Jacob. That's funny. I mean, and he's just got a bunch of these funny things. What I like the most is he's got that great coach inflection where the voice will suddenly ramp up and get really animated, right? 
and he'll scream and he'll talk in that sort of coach speak. Like, now, come on now, you got to get outside here, man. <laughs> and that is just devastating put down. And the way he films these little uh, videos, he cuts to himself wearing a Playing different like- hat. So he plays different parts. Right. He plays the coach and the player who's getting yelled at. Now, here's the thing that's interesting. And it took me a while to figure this out. He doesn't use the real names of the players. He doesn't use the real names of the players. So when he's doing this film breakdown, you're like, all right, Davis, here you are. You're taking a three step three step drop back. You know you've got weak side protection. Why aren't you blocking him? It's not Davis. (laughs) It might be someone else. He purposely avoids using the real names of either the NFL or the college players he's talking about. So he can't get sued Uh, or have to pay them. Maybe. No, no, that would be fair use. You could easily use those names and be in perfectly in the legal right. I think, and this is just my theory. I think he doesn't want it to be personal. And I think he respects, because maybe he probably, he might have played the game at some level. Maybe he understands, hey, shit happens. You know, the other guy, the other team has good players too that make you look foolish, right? So instead of making it personal, because everyone's going to go viral, like, ah, he roasted your ass. He changes their names. So it's a little bit more of a, just a a generic thing. That's my theory. But watch some of his videos and just tell me what you think, Jay. I'm going to put them on my follow. Right. They'll be happy to know that I follow them with my 1,400 followers. This has, been a, <laughs> this has been a great discussion, and we haven't even gotten to week one of the NFL deck going down. No, uh, Nathaniel Hackett's kicker confidence, Saquon being back, uh, Justin Reed, the backup emergency kicker for the Chiefs, who was fucking money as shit. Did you see the behind-the-scenes video of when he came in for Butker? I did. The, the, the Bengals bangled. The Bengals bangled, exactly. Uh, the college football landscape, didn't get your take on that. Uh, there's a story about... about to unleash hell on everyone in the West. <laughs> I, I sat with my penis in my hand, <laughs> oh, covering myself over Lincoln, Raleigh, and Kale. Okay, well, no, let's see. True. Let's not wait true. to see it first. Uh, Brady and Giselle gets juicier. No time for that. Aaron Judge is knocking on maybe the so-called real number. That's a discussion for another day. New rules in baseball. Brett Favre is a scumbag. Uh, The Browns get a logo on their field. Uh, The Emmys set a new record low. I've got thoughts on the Manning cast. Robert Sarver is a fucking douchebag. Who LeBron James doesn't like now. Yeah. (laughs) Suddenly he doesn't like him. Okay. Yeah. And your stat of the day, your stat of the day before we get to FTG, is the Lions are favored by two and a half over the Commanders this weekend. It is the first time in 24 straight games that they have been favored. It's the longest streak as a dog since 1960. Oh, God. (laughs) How about them apples? All right. With that said, let's get to it, Jay. Close out strong. Boom, boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. I think this music needs to be louder. I'm not a good guy. Um, I'm the guy. (laughs) Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. All right, Jay, who do you got this week? So the Steelers beat the Bengals last week, and they, they did it in Cincinnati. And for the last three years, every time the Steelers win, they've been playing this song, and it's called 
walk up in your trap. Now you know what a trap house is. Trap house is a drug house. Right. And they would and they're so they're saying, We walked up in your house and took your shit. So they did a, a video and I was watching it and I was just laughing because it's funny. Mike Tomlin makes an appearance in the song. Or not in the in the video, mouthing some of the words to the song. And every over the age of forty white reporter, oh my God, what is he doing? And I'm like, this is the discord between white media and black players, coaches. They don't understand this is a team thing that they're saying, we just walked up in your spot and right. beat your ass. That's what it is. And I'm like, I just hate that a lot of these people comment on shit that they don't know. And that just pisses me off. So to white reporters who don't know shit about black people, fuck those guys. There you go. You know, I saw, I remember Tony Dungy did those videos all the time. I mean, she it was like not. MF this he, and that. He, yeah, no, it was. He did not. <laughs> He did not. I remember Jim Caldwell would cut those videos all the time. <laughs> now you're just okay. All right, I'm now just fucking around. All right, my fuck that guy Mike goes. Mike Robinson <clears throat> did it every night. Yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> my uh, my fuck that guy goes to some jackhole on Twitter who decided to use the Seahawks' miraculous escape on Monday night as a platform to say that Geno Smith is part of a ongoing conspiracy to not let black quarterbacks be mediocre and still get starting jobs in the NFL. His whole thing was like, look, I know there's a lot of black quarterbacks making a lot of money, you know, the superstars, but there's a different standard if you're a backup or if you're a middling guy and guys like Geno have done been done wrong, like Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm like, are you fucking crazy? Geno Smith threw for like 138 yards. They should have lost by two touchdowns because there's two fumbles at the fucking one. And they try to kick a 64-yarder at the end of the game. Somebody rolled up on Geno Smith on his own team and smoked him at the lunch table. So maybe his leadership is questionable as well. Maybe now's not the time to go caping up with your grand theory on backup racism at quarterback in the NFL. Let's let it play out, all right, guy? Fuck you. There's a reason he's a backup. Right. And we'll see. We'll see as the season goes on. Was I happy that he got the win? Sure. Guy's trying hard out there. He's trying to get his career going. I got nothing against him. But yeah, the guy that hit him for the Jets, he had something against him. I don't know what that was. That's Yeah. Punch him in the face. (laughs) Yes. Right at the lunch table. Yes. All right. Jay, as always, a great run. Thank you, my friend. And we will talk next week. Bye-bye now. All right, that'll do it for us today. Thanks for listening. Tomorrow, you are looking live. Week two in the NFL. We'll see you then. Winning season has officially returned. And with NFL Preseason Live, there are plenty of opportunities to win at MyBookie. Whether you're a season better or a first-timer, MyBookie gets you the most for your money with a double deposit bonus up to 1000 bucks. To claim your bonus, sign up and use promo code ZABE on your first deposit, and you'll instantly double your money with MyBookie. It's simple. 250 puts $500 in your account, and you can use your funds to bet on as many individual games, contests, or props as you want. Bet on team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. Use the MyBookie Prop Builder to give yourself the edge you need to secure the bag. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie.